All right, all right, it's that time again. It's time for English and coffee. I've got my cup. Hope you got yours. Let's go. All right, so here we are yet another week. The weather we have over here where I live is 90-something degrees. That means it's getting freaking hot, like crazy hot. I went out there fishing today, about melted over there all over the rocks. It's just insanely hot. I don't know how hot it is where you live. But uh, 90 degrees for the spring, I mean, that's just a little foreshadowing of what's to come in the summer. We're already dealing with 90 degree weather now. I imagine the summer's going to kick out some 100 degree temperatures. Uh, it's going to be best to stay inside. I wanted to get out there today and take my kayak, but um, 90 degrees on top of the water would have been like sitting on a big mirror or under a magnifying glass with that sun and the heat, the light reflecting off the water. It would have just been too much to bear. So I just ended up fishing on the bank. Didn't do too much. I was only out there for about three hours because, like I said, it was hot. I had this big bottle of water, like 64 ounces of water. I had about maybe a 24-ounce block of ice in there, frozen, put some water on top of it, just let it melt through the day. But, I mean, before the day was over, I finished that thing. It was it was crazy. But um, that's me and fishing this week at work. Typical, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, went through the motions. Um Maybe had one or two interesting things happen that I'll share. Uh, not interesting in a good way, but interesting meaning something to talk about. So we work, we work with people. Like I said, you guys know I go out there and I help people find jobs. Well, I'm not the only uh, company. We're not the only company or agency out there that tries to help people. You have other agencies that try to help people do the same thing. Now, what ends up happening sometimes is there's this little conflict because if you're helping this person, and then all of a sudden, this company comes over and talks to this person, tries to take them from your agency and have them work for them or help them basically so they can sign up and get the Medicaid dollars and all this stuff like this. It's just a whole bunch of politics. Anyway, I'm working with a guy. I've been working with this guy seven months. So the other day, I get a call from this uh, VR, or we'll just call him VR, uh, Vocational Rehabilitation. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but it's basically... Um, service in the community that helps a lot of veterans or people with disabilities, uh, mental disabilities or just deficits to where they can't go out and get work on their own. So what VR does is they place people in jobs. Basically, they foster relationships with employers and then they just put people in spots. Now the difference between what I do and what they do is I actually try to help people get jobs they want versus just placing people in open spots. So I've been working with this guy for about seven months. And the other day I get a call from VR and this lady's like, oh, well, we just found out that you're working with him and we decided he needs to do this, he needs to do that. And we told him he can't work with your company and the other company at the same time, so he had to make a choice. So basically what they did is they went over there and twisted the guy's head around. Now the guy, you know, like I said, the people we help, and like I said, they're easily influenced, but they just, you know, can be manipulated, you know, through the system if somebody's coming with paperwork and pushing things. Because some people don't know the differences between a doctor, uh, a therapist, a social worker, employment specialist, job coach, any type of support. Anytime anyone comes with a piece of paper and a pen, it's official. So we talk, that's what we do in our type of work. We encourage, promote, motivate. Um, different things like that so it's easy for somebody to go in there and try to use it for you know wrongdoings or you know the wrong purpose try to manipulate someone and that's exactly what they did so they manipulated one of the people I'm working with and took him from us 
So then the guy's all, yeah, I'm going to work with them, and I'm going to do this and do that. Now, the only reason they contacted him is because they found out we were working with him. We're helping this guy, you know, look for work, rebuilding his life, and doing all these things. They just want to come in and get the credit. So it was pretty messed up. So it's going to be a big, crazy situation um, next week's meeting because we're all going to be sitting in the room, and I'm sure that's going to be brought up. Because it's all the paperwork and you're talking about money, you know, from providing services and stuff like that. So it's just a bit of the politics. So I had a little taste of that uh, last week. Uh, what else? I know today when I was coming back, it was a pretty nasty, nasty accident out there on the road. Um, it's one of these little two-lane roads and somebody got just wrecked out there. I mean, the whole front of their van was just smashed in. Cops had the road blocked off, and they had these little EMS workers on the sides with the little flags and stuff guiding the traffic through. So it must have just happened because they still had the car sitting there in the middle of the road. The people were gone. Well, they had one guy sitting over there on the side of the road, so he must have not got messed up that bad. So the other person, they probably already took him to the hospital. Let's see what else is going on. Um, a couple people went to jail. Yeah... One of my folks was in there in the paper. I always check the paper and look to see, um, you know, what people have been up to. Most of them say, yeah, I've been doing the right things. I haven't been using drugs. I haven't been doing this. I haven't been doing that. And then you look in the paper and there they are, you know, possession charges and things like that, crime, larceny. It varies from person to person, client to client. But, um, yeah, so it was just one of those weeks, a long week. I was glad for it to be over. Next week, I believe we have a three-day weekend. So definitely looking forward to that. But as far as today's topic, I think today I want to talk about programming. Maybe uh, just just to lightly touch on course of persuasion. Maybe a little brainwashing. Just something I noticed um, in one of the articles that I read. So we're going to get into that. Uh, it might be a little, a little mysticism in it. Uh, this isn't some uh, conspiracy theory, but this is something that's going on, and I'm sure you guys are aware of it, but maybe you haven't discussed it in English. So I think it's a pretty interesting topic. I'm going to talk about some of the things I've noticed, uh, mainly with this particular article in a magazine that you know. So we're going to get to that in a second after this break. <laughs> Okay, so this is how we're going to start this thing. So the other day, you know, I was on the phone talking with my friend in Russia. We're sitting there reading articles and stuff. And I found this interesting article in the National Geographic. Now, it was about this little group of people over there in uh, the Dominican Republic. Now, this is, they were talking about the doctors like 1970s research or something like that. So don't quote me on any of this, but this is just a general gist of what I, what I read. Now, okay, so there's this community of people over there, or there was this community of people over there, uh, where they had the, the girls turning into boys at ages like 12 to 13. So they were born as hermaphrodites, and then due to the chromosomes, they just changed over and all this stuff. Now, the, the interesting part of this whole thing was that the articles, the article that I read, the original article I read was in Russian, right? Now, I was like, okay, so this is a National Geographic article. And then I jumped online. I said, well, let me see if I can find some more articles um, in other countries about this just to make sure I'm understanding everything right. So I pulled up one from the UK, 
pulled up one from Australia. Now, the one in Russia had like, I don't know, 1,500 words or more. You know, just data, videos, examples, facts, all this stuff. The one in Australia had about a paragraph written. And then the one in the UK was another long, lengthy article, but they even changed the pictures. So they showed some pictures in Russia that they didn't show in the UK, and they showed pictures in the UK that they didn't show in Australia. And I said, this is supposed to be some, like, worldwide publication. Everybody can read this article. Everybody's getting the information. You assume that National Geographic isn't taking sides. Like, they're not playing the political game, but it seems that they are. Um... Just because why would you have this long, extensive article in Russian and then have this little paragraph in the Australian version of the National Geographic and then have another long, extensive thing in, um, in the UK? So that led me to believe or to think, because I already had my own suspicions of, of how they're doing things, is that, you know, you really have to be careful with what you read. Um, you really have to verify your sources of information. You have to make sure that they're quality and things you can trust. Because just like the National Geographic, they may tell you one thing. I mean, the picture, the slant they put on it. So I'm going to just say they use some Dominican kids in the uh, the Russian article. but in And they were of uh, a darker complexion. But in the UK article, they were of a lighter complexion. And then in the... Um, in the uh, Australian version of it, they looked more uh, Asian or whatever like that. So I'll just say Asian as far as the, the shades on the skin complexion and everything like that. So it's just, uh, it's crazy. It's like, how are they picking and choosing which news they show people, like what image they convey? I mean, a picture is worth a thousand words. So if you have a whole different set of pictures than everyone else, then you're putting out a different image, you know, a different sentiment, a different opinion, making people feel one way about something and then you got another group feeling one way about something but I'm like if they're all working together National Geographic I mean it should this should be all on the same page but it seems that they're not but I mean you could take it I guess stepping back from that article and just look at the TV the shows people watch they influence how people vote they influence how people think they influence how people feel think about all the little drama shows on TV here in America we have this little thing called uh Jerry Springer, you have shows like Maury. All they do is show drama. They have the you are not the father thing. They have these couples, and they're certain couples. So you're talking these poor, uh, uneducated, uh, economically challenged uh, individuals up there airing out all their dirty laundry. It's a new idiom for you, airing out all their dirty laundry on public TV, but people sit at home and they watch that stuff all day. I really don't spend that much time watching TV. I prefer to utilize the internet and watch what I call edutainment. Um, but yeah, they'll sit there and they'll show these couples up there with five and six kids and drama and they're screaming, they're fighting all over one man who doesn't look like anything. Or it might be one woman with three guys and then she's sleeping around with this person, sleeping around with this person. But here's the thing with this. People watch that stuff all day. So what do they start to think about relationships? Well, they're all bad. Because everybody's sleeping with everybody. You can't trust everybody. So now you have problems starting in their house because they become suspicious of their husband. They become suspicious of their wife or boyfriend or girlfriend just because all day they're just feeding into this negativity. Now, these people are creating these shows and they 
promote to a certain demographic. If you look at the times that the shows come on, you know what? Every Most people are at work between 8 to 5, so these shows are coming on 10 o'clock. When those people that are just sitting around getting checks, not working, disabled, uh, probably drinking, doing different things like that, they're just sitting at home watching this stuff. So that's their demographic. Now, when you get off work about 5, what kind of shows do they have on? Judge Mathis, Judge Judy's, shows about court, shows about family. Um, it's it's really interesting um, when you look at it. So it's just like you you can't even really believe what you see on TV. You can't believe what you read in the papers. It's like the best way to get the truth is to either be there yourself or to look at multiple sources and, 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 and find your own truth. You know, when you watch TV shows, look at it for entertainment. Uh, when you listen to information, you get the idea, but do your own research, follow it. I guess that's like even with the Bible, people, you know, one person will read the Bible and they'll go out there and save a life. The other person will go and shoot up a church. And they say, well, the Bible told me to do it. Both of them, you know, on both sides of the fence, they'll sit there and say, because it's, it's open to interpretation. People muddy the waters, people get twisted around. You have to find your own truth. So I would just say, verify information from multiple sources and form your own opinion or just get the truth yourself and don't listen to anybody else it's interesting um i shared that information like i said with my uh, friend over there in russia trying to encourage her to um take a second look at articles if you read it you know in this art uh, magazine read it in another magazine and just see what kind of slant they put on it but see they're always putting a slant on different things um even with the uh the stores, like you go into a store. We have a store here called uh, Piggly Wiggly, right? Now, we have Piggly Wiggly, we have um, Winn-Dixie, we have Food Line, we have Harris Teeter, we have Lowe's Foods. We have a bunch of different grocery stores, but only certain people go to these grocery stores. And you look at where they put these grocery stores, and you look at the layout of the grocery stores, you look at the sales, the discounts in these grocery stores. It's all marketing. It's all part of feeding the machine. Um, cause they assume, you know, if you put this store here in this poverty stricken area, then these type of people go there and they will because they walk cause most of them don't have cars. So they have these little deals. But the one thing that turned me away from shopping at Piggly Wiggly stores, as soon as you walk in the store, right, they have this, they have Kool-Aid, watermelons, freaking, uh, pork skins, pork cracklings, all that at the door. What kind of grocery store has that? What kind of healthy image are they trying to promote here? That, that is just garbage. That's garbage. That's stuff that'll put you in the grave. You eat that kind of stuff. That's the quickest way to go to the grave. Now, here's the thing. You walk in Harris Teeter. What do they have? Oh, big, fresh, um, <clears throat> what do they call those apples? Those big, huge apples, uh, Fuji apples, big Fuji apples, golden apples, Fresh lettuce, fresh greens, sushi, fish, lobster, crab. That's what you see when you walk in that store. Flowers, roses, cards. I mean, it's, it's just, it, it's, it's all over the place. I'm sure you, you've probably seen different things in your, in your community. You go to some of the areas, I guess, where they feel the richer areas, and then you go to some of the poorer areas, and just how they split up everything. It's, it's all about conditioning it programming. What would happen if you took one of those nice stores and put it in one of those poor areas? Maybe the people would start eating better. They wouldn't have as many problems. They wouldn't be as 
dependent on the system to pay for their bills, you know, medicated things like that. They might have more energy to go out and get a job. They might have more motivation because they're like, oh, this is a nice store. Let's take care of it. But no, I mean, I could go on and on about this stuff, but uh, it's just a few things I noticed and I figured I would uh, share that with you. Let's switch topics a little bit here before we um, get off of here today. I think I want to just bring up one more random thing. I've been thinking of doing some reading on here, uh, maybe asking a few questions, you know, just reading like an article or something that I saw. Maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe I'll keep it in the same, the same topic. I don't know. We'll see what I do after the break. Yeah, I was going to read this article about mind control and all that stuff, but I said, you know what, let's just get off of that for a minute. I picked up this book here, this uh, classic book. I think I've mentioned it before. I know I recommended it to someone at work the other day. Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson, MD. Have you read that book? If you haven't read that book, I recommend uh, recommend that you read that book. It's, it's quality. It's the number one bestseller. Um, it's, it's good about understanding um, how you think and how you operate. I'm just going to open a random page here. Let's see. This is page 49. I'm just going to start reading. It'll be a little reading practice. Maybe you need it. Maybe you don't need it. Um, yeah. Okay. Here we go. What would you do if you weren't afraid? Okay. He thought about it. He knew sometimes some fear could be good. When you're afraid things are get, going to get worse if you don't do something, it can prompt you into action. But it is not good when you're afraid so that it keeps you from doing anything. He looked to his right, to the part of the maze where he had never been, and felt fear. Then he took a deep breath, turned right into the maze, and jogged slowly into the unknown. As he tried to find his way, Haw worried at first that he might have waited too long in Cheese Station C. He hadn't had any cheese for so long that he was now weak. It took him longer, and it was more painful than usual to get through the maze. He decided that if he ever got the chance again, he would get out of his comfort zone and adapt to change sooner. It would make things easier. Then, Haw smiled a weak smile as he thought, better late than never. Um, that's just a little excerpt from this book here. Um, they're talking about a maze. So they have these mice in the maze, and they're running tests on them just to see why one's more successful than the others and their thought patterns and things like that. So at the end of the book, you have to figure out which mice you are and how you think. Basically, you know, you just have a bunch of um, changes in your life and can you adjust to change. So if you've ever seen mice, uh, uh, mice in a maze, you, you might see how they block off certain areas. So you put the cheese on this corner and you just have a straight line. The mice goes right, the mouse goes right to it, right? Uh, but then you put another corridor on it, put a block, is the mouse going to take the left, or is it going to take the right? Is he going to find the cheese, or is he going to get stuck in the wall? Or is he going to be able to adjust, readjust? That's, that's what they do. So it's just about um, how life, you know, you're trying to get your cheese. Basically, in a nutshell, you're trying to get the cheese, whatever your cheese is, money, wealth, family, success, and obstacles get thrown in your way. Can you adjust to change? Adjusting to change is a big thing. That's what puts some people on top. That's what keeps some people on the bottom. Those that can quickly adapt to a new change, those are the ones that are able to survive. Those that can't, those are the ones that perish. Survival of the fittest. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you can see that any time with nature. Just look at nature. You look at a tree or, shoot, even a, a root or a weed or something like that. You put concrete all over the ground, next thing you know, 
you have a little weed, a little sprout coming up through the concrete. Now that's that's adapting to change. Um, if people were only that uh, resourceful, uh, we'd be in a better place. It's like, excuse me, it'd be like, um, you know, you're in your house or whatever, you have a house fire, boom, you're out, you're homeless. Do you sit there and just cry on the sidewalk or do you adapt to the change? You say, okay, let's gather what we can and let's go over here and start a new house. Did you prepare? Do you have the resources? Do you have the connections? Can you rebuild your life or is it going to take you 15 years on welfare to get there? People that can adapt to change are more successful than those that can. That's just the way life is. But, um, yeah, I'm just all over the place. Well, not really all over the place. I'm here, but I'm there and over there. But we're all, we're all going to, we're going to wrap this up here and put a nice bow on it. Um, again, sitting here with a good cup of coffee. I added, uh, this little instant coffee to my coffee. So I drank some Folgers, old school Folgers, right? Put that in. And what I like to do is I like to add cream, sugar, and then I'll take like a half scoop of instant coffee and put it in there. It's just, it's just creamier. So it's instant coffee with like a mocha type mix. You know, one of those little blended coffees you can get from Walmart or some general department store or something like that. You put it in, you mix it up, makes it all creamy, but it does give it an extra kick. So it's like a, a shot, like an espresso shot. It's not as strong as espresso, but it does give you the kick you need to uh, record your podcast and get things done. But that's enough for me uh, yammering on. I hope you all have a wonderful week, weekend. Um, I don't know, what kind of holidays do you have coming up? I've really got to get back on this website thing because I would love to hear from you guys and just see what um, what you're thinking out there, what kind of things you would like to hear about. I know you're listening to me on all different platforms. I've seen, I think, some of you on um, iTunes, uh, Google Podcast. I know Anchor, but I just got to um, get, get something going here so you guys can um, interact with me. I think that'll be a little more... Um, I think it's beneficial to you guys so you guys can hear exactly what you're wanting. I mean, some of you may be teachers, doctors, lawyers, or students, or homemakers, fishermen, um, a seamstress. I mean, anything. I mean, you may want just to hear some poetry read. You may want to hear some music lyrics. You may want to know about some good songs, movies, restaurants, what to do in America, where to go in America, what my city's like, what I do when I'm not working, or fishing, um, cars, there's a hundred million different topics, things we could talk about, but um, that's English and coffee, and uh, I'll catch you in the next one.